basically getting ready for my gotta get ready for my arm swings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a frustrating, so frustrating. Yeah. This uh, like it's so stupid. I almost say that uh, man, we just jump right in because there's like Fine. so much to talk about and the witty banter back and forth is always delightful. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> You, you're yeah, our, gonna. You've got a You've got a soapbox. You're gonna step up on. I've got one that I'm gonna step up on. For the, maybe the first time ever, we become unreasonable fanboys here. We might. We might just let we it might, fly. Might just hit our season. limit. Yeah. Right. Jiminy. Yeah. So you know, dude, let's just jump in, man. I mean, dude, uh, okay. You know, dude, like I said, we got so much on the plate here. So uh, let's go with this first. About five hours. Well, here, let's let everyone know when we're recording. We're recording here on Tuesday, February thirteenth, the year twenty eighteen, on Odomini, the year of our Lord, and five hours ago, which would put that around two fifteen Arizona time, three fifteen Texas time. Collider announced or reported that it has since been picked up by several other very reputable websites, uh, Polygon, which is a really good one, and Destructoid, I'm not real sure about that, but Screen Rant is now in on there, Mashable's in on it, so I mean, it, it seems to be uh, confirmed left and right that in Sometime between January and February 2017, so it was about a year ago, Zack Snyder was fired by Warner Brothers right smack dab in the middle of shooting Justice League, and he was fired before he took the uh, sabbatical, stepped away after right. the passing away of his daughter. Right. And we all know that Joss Whedon came in and, you know, essentially at least what Warner Brothers was telling us was sort you know, just finishing up some action shots, the yeah. uh, CGI, not non-mustache CGI Henry Cavill, right. things like that. Now, I felt that that was hooey from the get-go because, you know, seeing this movie twice theatrically... It has the stank of Whedon all over it in so many different places, like uncontrolled Whedon. Yeah. Right. So, like, yeah. you compare Whedon of the MCU, that was still very much a controlled Whedon. It wasn't just, man, I'm going to firefly the heck out of this story. Right. I mean, it was, <laughs> get a little bit of a leash on him. And you and I had a little bit of a disagreement because you're like, well, you know, Johnny was only brought in for some action shots. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, maybe it was Zack Snyder trying to be Joss Whedon-like and it just didn't work out. I, I don't know. But now we find out that Snyder was fired well before he took his sabbatical from the film. In fact, he never even returned to it. So that means either it was directed by committee or Joss Whedon actually worked significantly more on that movie than what Warner Brothers initially said, which means we didn't get regeneration suit batman uh you just you know we were talking about before we started recording the scene from the trailer yeah alfred saying you know knew you would come i didn't think right. that was soups you said that is soups 
confirmed that it was Ryan Wins that was going yeah, to be that was going point. to be Jor El. Uh, uh, excuse me, Cal El. Yeah, there's the shocker. Oh. It was going to be Jor El shows up. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> and so that was cut as well as a lot of Cyborg's backstory and things like that. Yeah. So which again, you know, we're not. We you and I certainly feel like dumb dumbs for being you know, pretty hard advocates for this movie, even after it's somewhat less than spectacular debut. It, it didn't, despite what people say, it didn't lose money. Okay. It made sure. money. It was, it was successful. It, it was not the runaway train that, you know, Warner brothers thought it would be, or oh, yeah. no, they were just like, okay, we think this thing's already going to be a train wreck. Snyder, you're fired. And just, we're going to sacrifice justice league on the altar. And which I guess, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you're, you're going to be unchained here in a moment. I can, <laughs> I can see it building. I can see it on the top of your head. It's getting red. Just like, <sighs> here he comes. You're going to get unchained O'Farrell here in a Seething. second. That basically Warner brothers had, I'm interpreting this as they had an idea. They were going to do this either hard reset or soft reset or whatever to their movie continuity timeline and they were willing to sacrifice justice leagues vision Snyder's vision for justice league, uh, in order to do that. And I think you're a little bit more heated about it than I am, which is okay because here in a little bit, I'm going to get much more heated over something than you are going to be. Yeah. So there you go, Ryan, you're, you're unchained. You're unleashed. (laughs) Did Did you open the lock on the cage? That's right. Jiminy Christmas. Dude, I am so frustrated. I am so frustrated about the the misdirection that that you and I have both been under. And it's not just us, right? It's 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 hundreds of thousands of fans who wanted to see a Justice League come together who have been waiting honestly, who've been waiting since Iron Man. When Iron Man hit the theaters, everybody went Great. This is fantastic. We have comic book characters on the big screen and it looks amazing. It looks like we've never expected it to look before. This looks phenomenal. We're excited. And then, you know, we start hearing the 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 waves of Man of Steel. That happens. Uh, we then hear the waves of the rest of the Justice League coming through. Man, the tide is rolling in. Meanwhile, Marvel is out of there. You know, Disney is is rolling hit after hit. 2012 comes around. Joss Whedon directs Avengers. Arguably one of the best collaborative superhero movies of our time. Place number like, two on my list of all-time on great five. comic book movies, which I think was episode two or three of this show. Uh, four or five. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel's The Avengers is actually the title of it. Marvel's The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers. Place number two on my top 10 best comic book movies of all time. Wasn't too goofy. It was fun. It was action packed. And we got to see Iron Man and Captain America argue for the first time. It was fantastic. (laughs) Like it was just planted the seeds. Planted the seeds. Planted the seeds. It was so good. Right. That was Joss Whedon's work. Right, mm-hmm. like I think it's easy to say that that was Joss Whedon's work. It was gr- it was good. It was great. As a matter of fact, the way he swept through and and I mean you you know the scene, the sweeping through right every action hero. He hits every single Avenger, classic, including pose. Black Window and Hawkeye. Yeah, like 
Black Widow. Did I say Black Widow? Black Window. Window. I think yes. I said Black Windows. <laughs> Black Widow and Hawkeye. Like, just <laughs> sweeping through the Black them. Window. <laughs> Black Window. You'll never see through guy. me. <laughs> You'll ne- <laughs> She's got a dark heart. Yeah. That's if only we had an obstacle yeah. for the villains to not to be able to see through. I've got it covered. That's why I'm Black Window. I feel like during the 70s lull oh, yeah. of, of like really bad superheroes. See, we could almost do a show off of not oh, only man. just bad superheroes, but like extremely <laughs> racist as well, too. Oh. Like like yeah. Chief from, from Super Friends. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to replay those episodes for the family. <laughs> That's going to be a tough watch. Man, I like how you went by the name Chief too, which yeah, was just, that was uh, real sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were being were being real respectful at this point. Jeez, so bad. Okay, all right. So we get. I'm talking. I'm still talking Avengers. I know. So we we understand the body of Whedon's work, right? Firefly was this huge cult file. You enjoy Firefly. I do. I'm a Firefly um, fan. Yes, I am. Yeah. And it, you, we see this cult following. We see everything. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not like, a fan. Not a fan of well, Buffy. Cult hit. I mean, Correct. it was just a Oh, hit, please, right? dude. I'm in like, the minority on that one. Like Buffy, yeah. Angel, never never got into those. Not not my thing. Hits. Yeah. Hits on the on the bigger scale where they can, they, you know, whether you or I were not fans or not, it, it's, it's hits. Massive. Right? And still have a massive following as well. Oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Huge. So we get through all of that. Then we find out that, you know, this the DC train starts coming through. We find out Zack Snyder is at the helm. Um, does Man of Steel. Mixed reviews. A lot of people really like it. A lot of people are just like, man, I don't know. You and I talked at length about it. How about the, you know, this is the Superman of the of the new Fifty Two. Like this is that dark Superman, the brooding Superman. Kind of cool to see that. Like we haven't seen that Superman before, um, at least on film. So it was nice to see that style of Superman, a little bit different. I tell you, when we were getting geared up for Justice League, waiting for. I mean the 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 amazing like leaks, the regeneration suit leak on Instagram like that. How could you just not? That's the thing. When you take someone's vision and then you put someone else at the helm or you remove that. I'm not going to say put someone else at the helm because I don't not. I I'm still in the camp. I don't think this is completely Joss Whedon's fault. I'm not putting him at the blame center of this. This is a, this is a collaborative director that took over. I'm in firm belief that Zack Snyder stepped away about five suits stepped in and tried to make it work, realized they couldn't make it work and then pulled Joss in to just go, can you clean it up? Well, let's correct that. Zack Snyder was fired. He didn't step right. away. He was fired. I said stepped away. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That so kind of paints Zack a picture Snyder that he was like, out. hey, you know what? This isn't really quite working uh, out. I think I want to go in a different direction. Yeah. No, so he was fired. Zack Snyder was fired. Right. So he's, Fired, pulled away, told to get off the project. I, I'm firm belief that told I to think get off the I premises. really do. <laughs> yeah, escorted with a box full of stuff, you know, and kicked out. Now, the, the report I'm reading from Collider also said that, that Snyder's rough cut from two sources, from the inside sources, two sources said that his rough cut of Justice League was, quote, unwatchable. Which is, again, according to this article, is kind of rare when you hear that same word used from a couple different sources independent of each other. It's whether, uh, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm not a Zack Snyder fan. 
like I'm just it's you know I I respect the guy for what he's done like I can watch his movies but I'm not a Zack Snyder fan I'm just not and I think firing him was maybe one of the better moves that we could make now disguising it as a Zack Snyder film when you probably had upwards of maybe 12 people directing this thing and then and then tacking on Joss Whedon's like name to it just going well we just probably need a scapegoat at this point like just put throw him in there let him Whedon it up a little bit put his little you know as you put it <laughs> not so mildly put his stank on it oh please which, you, dude you it, can recognize I am not arguing hang on I'm not arguing the Whedon fact. dialogue from you know <laughs> the moon i mean you you, it was it was avengers 2.5 right like you had like you had the you had the sweeping shot the action shot hitting all the heroes you had all the little quippy moments that just you want to talk about a a just a side cut from the theming of the of dawn of justice of this just like this theme of serious wonder woman was serious tone like then you had the moment of moments of levity with uh, you know, flash, which was well needed, but the whole rope scene, like just thinking about that just starts to irritate me, but I'm glad, I'm glad John, right. That we could not see Kal-El walk into the bat cave and have a fantastic and meaningful conversation, meaningful conversation with Alfred. I'm glad we didn't see that, but we got to see this this rope scene where Aquaman starts confessing his infatuation with with Wonder Woman. I'm glad we got to see that. I'm glad that progressed the plot point forward, John. I'm glad it did. Well, she is a lovely lady. Well, she's nice. <laughs> she's pleasant. <laughs> said many she's times. Pleasant. I'm just, it's, and I'm glad we, you know, it's like, and then take away the regeneration suit scenes, which just were just, man, those, those were those moments of just, comeback Superman that you had. Well, you in, have this in the generation suit and then you have the conversation with Alfred that you know, that you know was going to be just full chock full of this wisdom and this like just this fantastic conversation that well, these two had, would have. Well, and because Alfred was, you know, trying to convince Bruce in Dawn of Justice that he was on their side. Yeah. Repeatedly. He kept trying to tell Bruce, he's not the enemy. Why are you treating him as if he's the enemy? He has done nothing. Well, yeah, he got a little reckless with the Zod battle. That being said, it, he was not intentionally trying to hurt people. Right. Right. He was trying he, it, it, the, the the desire to stop Zod overcame everything else. Well, and I, I like what you brought up, too, that meaningful storytelling because one thing at least right now and we mentioned this on the previous episode where print wise dc continues to hit home runs while marvel continues to bunt and hit you know light tapping singles to get on base and then it's the exact reverse on the mcu side marvel is just hitting home runs and dceu is bunting and hitting light tapped singles Getting on base, but not always scoring, right? Right, yeah. And one of the reasons that separates, in my opinion, DC, current DC from Marvel, is meaningful storytelling and meaningful conversations between the characters. And that's something that I think has resonated quite a bit. Now, that's not to say that Marvel hasn't had that or doesn't have that. They do. Where DC is at right now in its storytelling, especially in Metal and especially in Doomsday Clock and other storylines, 
the conversations that these heroes are having with each other isn't just, hey, I'll punch him in the stomach. And when he flies up, you punch him in the back of the head. And when he comes you flying can, down, you, you give him you a know, wallop. Yeah, you give him a wallop in his, you know, in his uh, in the groin area and we'll we'll defeat him soundly. It's, you know, I think back to, you know, that the dark metal number four, just that conversation between Kal-El and, and Bruce, you know, where, you know, Kal-El is, you know, basically says, damn it, Bruce, you're, you're better than this. You, you've yeah. always been someone that is optimistic. You haven't always yeah. shown that outwardly. And so it was meaning. And then Bruce this, sees the light, right? Yes. And then he comes back and then he ends up bringing Superman with him. Yes. Superman starts to fall to darkness and he brings Superman back. And so to have this potential scene of great conversation removed is or what could have been great conversation removed because <clears throat> we don't know how that scene would play out. Hopefully it's in the extend. Well, there is no extended. I think cut. it's in the deleted. It's in the deleted yeah. scene. And that's now we thing. know why there's no extended. Oh, yeah, there cut. Yeah. So that pretty much seals it. Like start as of today, the justice league is available digitally uh, through a number of different retailers. It'll be available on Blu-ray and 4k uh, a month from now, March 13th. Uh, yeah. I'm still going to pick it up. I, I'm holding out oh, yeah. for 4k on that. But this explains why there will be no extended cut. There is nobody to extend this. <laughs> it's like there is. There was there was a rough cut to begin with. So Zack Snyder didn't even have like a full vision. Like I, I, I fought the guy. I fought the guy for not being able to tell a concise story because he is again. I feel like he focuses a lot on. Uh, he focuses way too much on the little stuff and and focuses way too little on the big stuff. Well, um, it, it would also explain why. You know, Affleck, there there may be you know some of these rumors that he wants to step away. You know, say, lot, may, that, may, that was ripe from last the, year, right? Like he just, was all of a sudden yeah. like the David Ayers like starting to for Suicide Squad, like he's on the fence now. Like Batman is is think, you know Bruce, you know, he said Ben Affleck is like I, I might I'm I don't know like we might kill this version like of Batman. Yeah, all we know is that Ben Affleck's Batman is confirmed for Suicide Squad two. Yeah, and will have a much bigger role than just basically the you know three two or three brief scenes he's in in yeah. the first one uh so he is going to have a much bigger role uh yeah. sounds like that him and jared leto will have a face-off with each other i mean i'm looking forward to that but this would also p- potentially explain why because i mean say what you will about ben affleck all right the guy did have a little bit of a run of some stinkers okay but you talk about someone who rebounded very well from that anything after argo like you can't argue the town argo (laughs) argue argo (laughs) yeah argo is brilliant i'm a big fan of the town i think the town is a great heist film uh you know uh gone girl really great i mean just unbelievably good movie he's directed he's produced and he was he was a great bruce wayne and he was a great batman and no one is saying he was a terrible batman he was a terrible bruce wayne he was he's fantastic solid but i can see from his perspective where he's like okay look either we're getting this done or we're not and that this is i can see how this could be very exhausting for for you know and we're not trying to put ben affleck up on this pedestal like everybody look at ben but this is a guy who's been making movies been in movies he's written scripts he's directed he's starred in he's acted in he's co-starred he's cameoed He's he could be thinking, you know, I've been around too long and I'm getting too old for this kind of, <laughs> you know, shenanigans here. And 
either we're going to start telling really great stories because he has said how many times, Ryan, I love playing this character. Yeah. He loves being Batman. He looks good as Batman. I mean, you're just like solid dude. Like he's got the old, he's got the old age on him. The jaw, the, the, the stubble. I mean, and then when he's Bruce Wayne, he's good looking guy. He's winking. He's got the smirk and the charm and, He's just, you know, he love it. Excellent. He's cast. solid. I yeah. like him. So, yeah, man, it just it really sucks. It does. And, and it just it feels like we always just keep going back to square one with this nonsense. And well, it makes a lot of sense. Man. Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It just it's it's nonsense. It's repeated nonsense. And. You know, the, the regeneration suit, Batman or uh, Superman is. At this point, even to non-comic book fans, is still recognizable. I mean, just the other day, I saw someone wearing a black Superman shirt with a silver S. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's the Regeneration Chamber suit. And so, to not have that is... You know, I I, I kind of put that up there with, you know, well, let's let's have cap, but let's not get that shield in there, you know, or yeah, you know, let's have the flash. But, you know, instead of the suit being red, how about if we make it? Uh, I don't know. Off orange. <laughs> well, why? Well, because because it's, it's different, different, right? Yeah, man. Very frustrating news uh, to hear that. I. I you know, a lot of stuff makes sense from last year, though. It does. Like it, 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 start, it does start to make sense. But it, it, what potentially could have been now, you and I have very different opinions on Zack Snyder. We're not going to. Sure, man. We're not going to pull that corpse out of the grave and start, you know, beating on it again. But, you know, OK, if what he genuinely produced rough cut was, quote unquote, unwatchable. Now, I I don't know about that. I, I just don't. I, I don't think that. I have a hard time believing that what he presented people were looking at and going, Oh my gosh, this is, I can't even bear to watch this. What I think oh, it's hyperbole for sure. But yeah, what I think is potentially what, what may have doomed him and is he has a very unique directing style and yeah. to his detriment, he has certain angles and scenes or not scenes, but angles shots that he likes to use quite a bit. And it goes all the way back to the Dawn of the Dead remake that he did. in like, I think it was Oh two Oh three somewhere around there. Yeah. And it's the empty shell from the gun hitting the ground. He really loves that shot. Yeah. And if he could have put it in 300, it probably would have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was a lot of spears hitting the ground in 300. If you remember those things bouncing off the ground and yeah, a lot of that, you know, Hey, you know, let me play Zack Snyder apologist just a touch here. It, we don't know also what was going on personally for this guy. You know, we, we know that, and we don't, we don't make light of this by any means, but we know that his daughter committed suicide and that is awful. And, if you i have i've had a friend who committed suicide and it's it's never easy you, you you'll never know why 
and then especially if it becomes a family member, right? And we're not trying to, we're not getting super dark yeah. here, but where was where was he at personally when this was going on? I mean, were, was his daughter exhibiting signs of suicidal thoughts? And so he's got this and he's trying know. to work on this big blockbuster. I don't know. And I don't want to guess on that because I'd be insanely disrespectful and I'm not going to do it. Though I do wonder, Zack Snyder has predominantly been a comic book movie director. 300, yeah. The Watchmen. Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and then he gets sucker credited punch. with Justice League, but <laughs> come to find he did out. Sucker Punch as well, right? And what? He did Sucker Punch. Uh, sucker Punch is not a comic book movie. Well, it's, if you watch that movie, it's, it's a comic book, but, it but it's not based on a comic book. It's not book. A based on a yeah, comic book movie, it, but that movie is like in the same vein as, as the rest of yeah. these for sure. But five of those were, ba- five out of the six are actually based on a book, right? Right, right, right yeah. I think it could potentially be maybe the man just got burnt out on writing and directing comic book movies, right? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. And so maybe he wasn't putting his heart into it. I I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and try to make excuses for it. And I, and I'm with you in terms of why was there the shenanigans of, Oh, well this is a Zack Snyder film and you know, Whedon and I still think Whedon had a heck of a lot more to do with this movie than you know, it is what it is. I mean, we, we can, yeah. you know, continue to be frustrated and angry over it. And I guess it's just like, what could have been, this is a classic case of a movie yeah. that we look at and we say, Holy smokes, what could have been with this? Yeah. And, it, you know, needed to go a hundred miles to get there and it went about eighty two miles and petered out. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. yeah. It it's it's a movie that I, we both wanted to see succeed in a in a very large way for multiple reasons, not just for our own benefit of watching this movie, but just honestly because we knew that this could bring this great comic book movies usher in other great comic book movies. Like it's just, it happens, but they, you know, not everything is gold, you know, not everything is uh, edible when the tide comes in either. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get a lot of crap coming in and you know, we, we see it every day on the T on the TV side. We see a lot of crap coming in. There's a ton of it. Powerless. Do we need to remember that show? Like just for a second, (laughs) you know, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that comes in and it's just, we want to see, we wanted to see justice league come up, especially after wonder woman following in the steps of wonder woman and had a lot of pressure to keep up with that. But it's like, you know, that's what I guess that's what the slap in the face is. John is that while you and I were sitting in the theaters watching wonder woman, Zack Snyder had been fired for four months. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and by the way, he was executive producer on on wonder Wonder woman. He's the one who pushed to get Patty Jenkins hired as the director. Yeah. And he also wrote the Wonder Woman riff. He wrote it. Yeah. And that's one of the most, you know, excuse me, but badass riffs I've heard in a long time. He literally wrote, musically wrote that riff. So, yeah, you know, in, so yeah, so we're, we're sitting watching Wonder Woman in June of 2017, loving it. (laughs) 
thinking Zack Snyder, all right, man, like, here we go, buddy. And he's been out of a job. Yeah, Justice League is up next. Dude, we're going to, you know, where, what's going to be the next evolution of these characters? And, yep. <laughs> and he was fired and, you know, Lord knows January. who was directing and putting together and piecing together this and cutting this out and pasting this with this and, you know. And it's all was in an effort to save face, man. Like Warner Brothers tied a knot around that, put it in a box and shoved it under a counter. And it wasn't until this guy, this, 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 uh, this, this journalist, what's his name? Dickey. Uh, <laughs> Josh Dickey. This Josh Dickey comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. I kind of said that like it's like vulgar, didn't I? <laughs> I know, like, right? Just kind of like put a vulgar Dickey. <laughs> it's, That's his it's name. His name. Josh, <laughs> Josh Dickey. This Dickey. But, this Josh but I really, Dickey. I shouldn't, have, yeah. I shouldn't emphasize it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> but this guy it leaves the entertainment journalism industry. Like he, he quit his job, I guess, wherever he was writing at. And then uh, apparently went into G- DGAF mode, which is don't give a flip mode, right? And starts just like hauling off on his Twitter account and just like throwing all this stuff on the ground and just going, hey guys, like Warner Brothers been lying to you. Um, Zach, you know, I'm sure it didn't, I mean, that's the thing, like knowing what Zach went through last year, like I don't, the dude didn't have the responsibility to come out and say this. Like it wasn't his, it wasn't on him to come out and go, Hey guys, I'm not doing, you know, doing the film anymore. And plus he was probably under so many, you know, NDA agreements. Um, and, and that, dealing with the tragedy of his daughter in the same plus, time, I mean, that's right? the thing on top of all of that, like he's dealing with the, the worst thing that could probably oh. ever happen in his entire life. Couldn't even imagine. Couldn't even nothing imagine. on Zach, nothing on Zach for telling anybody nothing. I don't know. You know, I'm not there at all, but knowing all the suits, right? Like this is where we get frustrated at the suits in the, at the top of the WV tower that we keep referencing. It seems like John, we, you and I keep talking about the suits at WB Again and again and again, their grimy little hands have been in every one of these movies. It feels like Wonder Woman was the only movie they may have left alone for the most part. And look at it. It's a pinnacle. It's one of the it's it's holding up the temple here. Like, yeah, and it just debuted on HBO this weekend. Right. Which, you know, no surprise. Warner Brothers are yeah, owns, you know, HBO. So no shock that a Warner right, Brothers yeah, movie right. would make its way to HBO. But can we say that it has almost been showing nonstop on HBO? Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's in no doubt. It's in full cycle on HBO yeah. right now. So it's just it's. It feels like we're st- after this releases. I'm worried. About, I'm definitely worried about every other DC universe movie. Only because and we only have one. We have one this year, and that's it. Yeah. Aquaman in yeah. November. I mean, that's, that's it. it. Because I think probably everybody's like been been reeling it back and hitting the brakes and just going, well, we don't know. We don't know. Instead of just going after quality, they've started counting their chips and they're just like, man, I don't know if this is worth the bucks anymore. Suicide Squad 2, who knows where that's going to end up. We don't know the cyborg story, if that's going to even be told at this point. Flashpoint you know, seems to be somewhat fly, yeah, in, in, in some the distant dream at this point. Like the, you the know only, what I mean? yeah, the, the only, black Adam and Shazam story. Well, the only that, ones that are confirmed. Okay. That, that, yeah. w- that, that are confirmed that will be are are uh, Aquaman, uh, black Adam and green lantern core. Okay. So th- yeah. those are still, 
you know, on the books and from, from what we understand will play into the overall story that we've already seen laid out. Okay. So they, they will exist with what we've seen from there. The the Batman don't know where that's at flashpoint. Don't really know. Just, you know, news came out two days ago, two or three days ago, that Joaquin Phoenix is being eyeballed for this yeah, Joker origin movie that I still don't think is going to see the light of day. But, you know, I was proven wrong with this, so I guess I'll be proved wrong with that as well, too. That will be this standalone movie that will have nothing to do with Justice League, Man of Steel, the and squad, the Michael Bay. Any, any of that. And yeah. then we've got and then the, the Michael Bay movie. Yeah, then we got this, uh, you know, Michael Bay Lobo movie. God help us. You know, it just Man, dude, it is such a a it's it's like a it's like X-Men, you know, it's like the DC version of the X-Men problem. And again, it it just keeps coming back to we love these characters and being able to see them on the big screen has been so fun. And you had something really good going. I mean, for yeah. th- some of the warts and pimples that we got with Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice and the Suicide right. Squad, despite what the trolls say, they were still great movies and they told great stories. And one needed an R-rated cut to get much better and make the story much easier yeah. to understand. Right, yeah. But they were still great nonetheless. And Wonder Woman, you know, just continued to just blow us away. Still to this day, I just, you know, you watch Wonder Woman, you're just like, man, they, they, they couldn't have worked hard to make that movie bad. I mean, it just was so good. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just don't know, Ryan. It, it, it's frustrating, and which is going to, you know, lead us into, you know, some more frustration here in a second when we start talking about Star Wars. But. Man, they're, they're, Dude, it's, it's, it's a um, rudderless boat right now is what it looks like from, from the outside. Yeah. And prove us wrong, lose. please. DC yeah. and Warner Brothers, prove us wrong. But man, you know, I, I kind of feel foolish a little bit for having yeah, man. defended the movie and defended Zack Snyder. And then, to, like, dude, man, I love the way you put that, man. You know, as we were sitting in the theater enjoying Wonder Woman, Zack Snyder had been unemployed for about four months. And we're none the wiser not prepping for because they didn't want us to right like they didn't want us to think well don't let them know Zack Snyder's not on the project anymore otherwise we're going to have this upheaval or we could have been prepared or or we could have said walked in that movie with expectations that were that were correct and, and we could have said we, you know we could have said hey man like we're still looking forward to these movies like you know the and I, I, we're not a video game podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but this video game industry is running into the same dadgum thing, and uh, that that these that the DCEU is currently doing. We're not trusting the fans. We're just trying to just you'll buy it. Just don't tell them everything, but you'll buy it. Go buy it. You'll you'll just buy it because it's because it's you know because it's X Men or because it's because it's Batman and Superman. You'll go you'll go see it for sure. Well, would you say Ryan that Warner Brothers is giving us insidious loot boxes? <laughs> insidious loot boxes. Insidious <laughs> and predatory loot boxes presented by Warner Brothers. Welp, <laughs> they did it again. Jesus, anyway. we are making fun of another podcast, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have no problem saying I'm though, making fun yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> no one, yeah, because it deserves the it deserves it. <laughs> but again, it's just it's so I'm uh, I'm losing. I, I, I hate to say I'm losing trust. I think I've lost some. I've lost a lot of trust here. Yeah, th- this was a lot this of was trust a heartbreaker, for, man. This was a heartbreaker. Lot, yeah, I've lost a lot of trust for Suicide Squad. I've lost a lot of trust for if Flashpoint even is going to happen. Like one of the movies that could actually that I, in my opinion, could you're talking about a this. just. You're talking about a sweep, and not just yeah. some clean sweep, right? We're not talking about Days of Future Past here, where we just kind of like. You know, or just just make it not happen again, right? <laughs> well, we can do <laughs> Days of Future Past and then completely undo it with the movie that comes after it. I mean, yeah, you, know. you could you could totally do that. Uh, why did but, we even bother with that? <laughs> <laughs> just reset. Never mind. Nah, <laughs> like we hate ourselves still. Like, but again, it's just I've lost the all the the trust and everything that I was carrying you know I had the foam finger right I was in the parade <laughs> like I was rooting for these guys I was like I know it's I know it's it might you had be your little flash ears on yeah man <laughs> like I had my Batman shirt on and my flash ears <laughs> and my foam finger and my Wonder Woman shield like I had it I was in the parade Red Superman cape on you're just I'm, I'm in, in I'm in the parade I was there and I'm trying to convince everybody. I'm like, guys, like, just just understand, man. Like, they're they're taking these steps, and they're they're new, and they're different. And it's not a Marvel movie, and it's not supposed to be. They're supposed to be DC films, and they're supposed to be a little dark, supposed to be a little brooding. They're gonna get there. It's gonna be great. And then here we are, yeah. and it's just WB, just kind of just like, you know what, guys? Um, here's just a, a, a I got a I got a shovel over here, and I've stuck it into some cow patty, and I was wondering if you don't mind eating that. And then I'm gonna I'm hit you gonna, over the head with it when, when we're just gonna done. just gonna shove it down your throat, and you're gonna eat that. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do. Brother. I just it's distrust, man, and it will not surprise me the next time a DCEU movie, Aquaman. Is is on the chopping block at this point, and that is the worst the worst time for a DCEU movie to come out right now. Is is that right? Like it's just everybody's waiting to watch this disappointment of a movie happen because that's what everybody's feeling right now. They're feeling lied to. It's distrust, and I'm done. I don't trust Aquaman anymore. Like how can I? How can I just go? pick up all my stuff again right it's been run over <laughs> all my all my parade gear has been trodden just underfoot run over uh. <laughs> just trodden and i've got to pick it all up and i've got to try to put it all back on again i gotta go okay, okay guys it's we can it's here i don't know <laughs> Like well, just give up, like throw it in the trash and go home. Yeah. Well, that that's going to bring us to, um, unless you, unless you want to keep going, but I feel I've, no, I've you, been ranting for almost for, for darn near like half an hour. All right. Well, here we go. So that's, so, yeah, that's going to bring us to, uh, a little trailer that was debuted a teaser trailer that was debuted on the Super Bowl. about a, I think it was about 30 seconds long. If that, Right. Which yeah, led to a yeah. <clears throat> longer teaser trailer the day after. Of course, we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars movie. No, it's a Star Wars story. On, that trailer didn't lead to the other one. That trailer led to about a five page tirade of text messages I got that, from that someone is for named sure. John Lemmings. That is for sure. So <laughs> then we got the teaser trailer after that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <laughs> You know, I love Star Wars, and it, it's uh, for someone who has defended 
everything from the special editions to the prequels to even Jar Jar Binks to an extent, not all the way, but to an extent. Yeah. I understand why he was in The Phantom Menace. I understand why he was there for comic relief. It was just too much. It was too much. Too much. Yeah, man. Too much. So watching the Super Bowl, of course, great game. Enjoyed it. If we have any Philadelphia Eagles fans, congratulations. If you're a Patriots fan, I don't care. <laughs> and so it goes to, you know, they go to the commercials. I think it was like either the, th- the third or fourth set of commercials in on the Super Bowl. I don't know. I actually watched the Super Bowl for the game, not for the commercials. Call me crazy, but I actually watch it for the game. You can tell immediately we're going into something Star Wars related and I'm, uh, you know, I perk up. I'm like, okay, here we go. Because we are, Ryan, four months away from this movie coming Mm -hmm. out. And up until last week, we had nothing about anything of this movie other than it has been plagued from the get go. Plagued. Now, I'm going to get into that here in a second. Yeah, man. And so... You know, I, I perk up and I'm watching it and here come and I have a hard time pronouncing the actor's name. Uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to butcher it too much. Um, I, I've got to read it in order to to pronounce. No, yeah, that's uh, all right. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich, I think is how you pronounce it. He comes on the screen, and this is the gentleman, the young man who was cast to play young Han Solo. And we had seen little bits and pieces of him, but not in the Han Solo uh, getup. We see him, and my first thought was, who in the hell is this? And why does he not look anything like Harrison Ford? And why is he not even making an attempt to sound like Harrison Ford? Hmm. Yeah, because you would think uh, one of the most iconic voices of Star Wars could be Han Solo. Right? Could be. I mean, you've got Chewie's got a pretty unique voice of his own. Chewbacca sounded like Chewbacca. But dude, I mean, Harrison Ford's voice is so unique. You know it when you hear it. Oh, man. And so I'm watching this teaser. I've always wanted to be a pilot. Ever since I was 10. And then what looks like some sort of weird car chase. A couple of shots of Chewie. Um, uh, a clean Millennium Falcon. I get it. Okay. This is. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. Lando in his space fur coat. Okay, cool. Amelia Clark. We get a quick shot of her. She's also the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones. Beautiful. Woody Harrelson. All right. <laughs> cool. And when Good it was done, I was like, and you, know, my, and you know, and James is sitting there and he's watching it. And, and when it was done, he's like, that looks awesome. Doesn't it, dad? And I was just like, well, oh man. I was like, well, I said, let's wait for it tomorrow, boy. buddy. I said, let's, you know, let's, let's watch the trailer tomorrow. So I, your you know, only I, son asking you, yeah, father, I know, right? My, my father, tell me, father, tell me this Star Wars movie would be excellent, father. sir. Father, father, tell me. Faza, Faza. So, Faza. <laughs> father, can you hear me? <laughs> so, so then, so the next day, you know, I'm I watched the trailer, 
And, you know, I didn't watch it on my phone. I watched it on my, on my 4K flat on YouTube because I wanted that experience watching it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Brian, I got to tell you, I didn't like it. I did not like it. I have watched it probably about 15 times. And each time I watch it, I become more and more incensed over what I am watching. And I'm trying not to raise my voice because I am so passionate about Star Wars. And you're mucking it up. You're not, Ryan. But Lucasfilm, you're mucking it up. And stop it. Okay? Stop it. This is a story that does not need to be told. Nobody asked how Han Solo and Chewbacca met. Nobody was asking for Lando Calrissian in a space fur coat. Nobody was asking for Woody Harrelson to be, you know, dishing up drinks like, you know, he's in space cheers. And nobody. Nobody. And this kid that they've got, this Alden Ehrenreich, okay, not only does he not look like Harrison Ford, not only does he not sound like Harrison Ford, he doesn't even try to talk in Harrison's cadence, doesn't even try to give his delivery. Now, if you think I'm all wet, go watch Ewan McGregor, okay, in in the prequels. Now, did he look just like Alec Guinness? No, he didn't. Now, as he got older and as they aged him in those movies, he, you know, through the art of movie magic, right? Right, he, yeah. But what, what made him so identifiable with Sir Alec Guinness was the cadence and the way he spoke. In fact, Ewan yeah. studied Alec Guinness repeatedly, yeah, yeah. not just in Star Wars, but in, you know, Bridge Over the River Kwai and, and you know, Sir Lawrence of Arabia and, and all these classic movies that Alec Guinness was in. And he has said, he goes, what identified with me was the cadence and the way he spoke. And if you go back and you yeah. watch those prequels, Obi-Wan is one of the standouts of those three movies. Oh, yeah. That's Love just, it. just as much of an Obi-Wan story as it is an, as oh. an, as it is an Anakin story. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi brilliant okay and yeah if you were to put the two side by side no they're not spinning images of each other no but what what makes it believable is the way he spoke the way he moved the way he would pause in between his words obi-wan despite not being a truth teller all the time was very wise and didn't just speak off the cuff you know, he, his words yeah. were to be measured, but he also was a little bit of a hothead just underneath. You could tell he was trying to keep some hotheadedness at bay and the impatience that he right. would have with yeah. Anakin and the yeah. impatience that he would have with the Jedi Council because he was Even torn. Qui-Gon. Yeah. Well, Qui-Gon, who was a hothead and wasn't afraid to show it, right? Yeah. So you, you got this kid, Alden Ehrenreich, and, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't think he's a jerk. At least I, I hope not. Right, yeah. But Ryan, they had to bring in a coaching or an acting coach for this guy halfway through the filming of this movie because he was so bad. And that really? was before. I did not know that. It, the first two directors were fired because they were that. because they were treating Solo like a slapstick rom com. Who was the first two? Uh, who cares? <laughs> Okay, and then they bring in Ron Howard, who, I'm sorry, I mean, what's the last hit Ron Howard has had? Apollo 13? 
you know, I mean, the guy is not synonymous right now with being a big mover and shaker. Now, nothing against Ron Howard. I like, I like Opie just as much as anybody. But they bring in Ron Howard. He's working with this kid, Alden. And he's got to bring in a coaching, an acting coach for him. Because he, he's like, this kid doesn't have it. This is who we've cast as one of the most right. iconic characters in sci-fi movie history. They, so much so. And he sucks. So much so <laughs> that Joss Whedon made a clone of him and made a TV series out of it. Yes. Because right? Joss Whedon wanted Star Wars. He couldn't get Star Wars. He's like, so I'm just going to make my own. And if you're a, fi- and I like Firefly, but if you're a Firefly super fan, you're like, no, it's not Star Wars. Wake up, you ding dong. Firefly <laughs> is a poor man's Star Wars. Okay. That's, that's the hobo line. Okay. Star Wars is grade A. Firefly is grade C. It's a poor man's Star Wars. And that's okay. It works for TV and I like it. I like a good porterhouse steak, and I also like a sloppy Whopper as well, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you've got this this kid in building off of a story again, Ryan. That I will say, nobody was asking for. Nobody. What made yeah. Han Solo so unique is that he's a rogue who shows up. He's a pirate. He's a smuggler. He's a ne'er do well. And it really isn't even until Return of the Jedi that he's finally starting to buy in to the rebellion. He hasn't bought in in the Empire Strikes Back. He's trying to beat a path out of there. Yeah, he's trying to get, he's trying to get out of there the entire time. He he's helped. just trying to like, okay, I've got this Millennium Falcon, and all these guys keep getting on the ship. Like, and yeah. That's what it kind of feels like. It's I like keep getting, they keep showing up. And here's, like, something, why, and here's something that people why forget. These guys keep showing up. He was a hired gun. Yeah. He wasn't, they paid him. He got paid in a new hope and continued to yeah. get paid. So he, and it wasn't until return of the Jedi where he stopped receiving the payment and took on rank in the rebellion right. as general Han Solo. Right. Okay. So again, that story is then reflected just to remind everybody that story is, is in reflected with, uh, with Finn. Absolutely. Right? Right? That is a reflection of the Han Solo story. It's, yes. It's waiting and, until he becomes rebel scum, right? That's why that was so important. Right. And that's why the, the casino scene was so important and for it, Finn. And, so. is, and it's not in, until for Han, really towards the end of The Empire Strikes Back, when he sees, or not when he sees, but when he's been played as a fool by right. Vader, by Lando, yeah. by Boba Fett, as bait to get Luke. Now, Han was an official member of the rebellion, but Luke was his friend. In fact, yeah. he tried to convince Luke to leave before the battle of the Death Star. Like, uh, you're going to want to come with me, kid. You're not going to want to go do this. Uh, you're going to want to yeah. come with me. Okay. Yeah. Because this isn't going to work out. Right. What, yeah. what they're planning on doing this. This is foolishness, right? You're going to want to come with me. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so you see, you know, right before he's going to the freezing chamber, you know, the, the love is finally acknowledged between him and Leia. He feels like a fool because he's been played for a fool by Lando. Vader set a trap. They walked right into it. And when he is unfrozen in Jedi, that's when he starts to make this connection. Like, man, this is so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than me. Right. So we don't. And from my perspective, I don't need to know. Like a, a shenanigan adventure of a young Han Solo. 
or how he got the Millennium Falcon. I already know how he got it. He beat Lando for it. Yeah. I wanted fair and square. Yeah. There you go. Now, someone may say, well, we got to know how Han and Chewbacca met. Do we? Do we? Because we already know. Han was, an Imper- was studying in the Imperial Academy. He saw Wookiees being mistreated as slaves. And he rescued Chewbacca. Chewbacca now has the life debt on Han. And that life debt extends to everyone who's associated with Han. And we see that played up in The Empire Strikes Back. When he says, you have to protect the princess now. He's, he's transferring the life debt from himself to Leia. Right. When Han dies in The Force Awakens, Chewbacca sees the connection that he and Rey had. So now, who does the life debt belong to? Rey. Right. Yeah. Chewbacca did not leave Rey's side at all in The Last Jedi. And right. I love yeah. the dynamic between those two. I think it's oh, very yeah. cool between Rey and Chewbacca. I love that Chewbacca is one of the stand. I love that he's one of the constants right now. I think that's did not to go on a new Star Wars rant, but it's just like I'm really enjoying. Oh, me too. That relationship only be and it's a lot because of Chewbacca. It's one of those. It's I guess it's if you look at it from a surface level, like if you're not digging deep, if you're just scraping the ice on the on the top level, it's nice to see uh, something nostalgic continue. Right. And, and that's We're very that, nostalgic with che- Chewbacca. Yes. And it's because he's such an iconic character. And honestly, the I think the it's a service to fans. And I think it's honestly a service to the character that we don't we can't understand what he's saying. No. And I think I don't that's need a subtitles. service to don't need. Well, that's the thing. I think yeah. that's a service to us because we get to we get to hear and play along the banter that Chewbacca is going to have with whoever is around him. And the actors who have played Chewbacca have been outstanding actors because they're conveying through emotion and the slumping of the shoulders. And right. It's a lot of body language. Acting. You know one, I mean? One of the, of, the, the mo- two most incredible, you know, Chewbacca scenes are, you know, when Han gets frozen and the empire strikes back and he lets right, out that man, whale the devastation. Right. Yeah. And then when, when Han dies in The Force Awakens, oh Chewie goes full Wookiee. I mean, he, oh, and the man. first shot he takes is at Kylo. And oh, yeah. here is Chewie. Who's, and he hits him. Yeah, he, he connects. And Chewbacca has known <laughs> Kylo since he was a, a baby. And the yeah. life debt extended to Ben Solo. See, yeah, that man. gets lost in that character of Chewbacca. So not only was Chewbacca like devastated because he lost Han, but when, when Ben became Kylo, Kylo wasn't some, yeah, Ben wasn't some, but or the, you know, Ben wasn't some like random person that, that Chewbacca was not yeah, aware random of guy. He's, he's known like he carried, he, I'm more than certain probably Chewbacca carried held him. that held him as an infant and kept him warm in a cold night. Yes. And now he's shooting him with the intent to kill. Yeah. Right. So getting back to this solo movie, yeah, but could this story have been told in any other medium? And I say, yes, it's called book. Put it in a book form. But here's the problem, Ryan. Do what you did with with the Clone Wars, man. Like make it a small TV oh, series where you could actually like right? resurge the animation. The solo adventures. Resurge, 
You just call yeah, it, yeah man. man. That would be You're fun. Telling me that would that would be a just a hit after hit, a season after season. Yes, they could they could literally have and you hire story a voice told. actor who can you know makes Done. an attempt to sound like Harrison Ford, and we would just go. We would flip you. We both. Would I would be flip on it. completely. I'd be on We'd it. Both I'm, be ready to go. I'm already a fan of the Clone Wars animation. I'm already a fan of the Rebels right. animation. Right. So you know they do well, like the, the series, solo adventures the TV series, would be right. um, would be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Or put this in a book form and, and yeah. people would buy it. They would gobble it up. Now, is there any? Well, hold on. This is what I get back to. This is what the dilemma is with Star Wars. Rogue One was fantastic. But one of the reasons why it was so great is because it was so retro at the same time. We're seeing original yeah. TIE fighters. We're seeing original Star Destroyers. Uh, we're seeing somewhat original walkers. They weren't the same type of walkers that we saw on Hoth. Uh, but they were close enough, right? The armor wasn't as strong as the ones that it were. It held on. us in the comfort of familiarity, man. right? Like when we that were started, getting yep. When that started transition for yeah, sorry, yeah. No, but when that started destroyer comes out of the shadows, and mm-hmm. you know, you're just like whoa, and you're seeing the Death Star, the last piece of the Death Star being put together. It felt yeah. very comfortable, right? Not that Force think Awakens, because, right? And I think because it was because the Force Awakens, right? Like we were transitioning into something new, and I think it was a really good move to say, "All right, guys, remember, like we know our roots." Like I felt like it was a call to assurance. And, it was. And it's it, just, I felt like Star Wars was just saying, "Okay, we're going to move forward." Here's a taste correct. of something old because you are familiar with this and you love the little and dusting. the Rogue One story. Trust us in my yeah, opinion, was one that important. needed to be told. Be- super important. Because it frames why the Rebellion was in such a hurry to get this Death Star destroyed. Okay? okay? It explains why Leia was in such a hurry to get to Tatooine. It oh, explains yeah, yeah. why 3PO says, I don't think the princess is going to get out of this one this time. Right? Mm. It, it, it mm-hmm. frames all of that. It frames why Vader is so pissed when he gets on Leia's oh, ship, right? Vader rage, dude. Yeah, Vader so, rage. Yeah, Loved it. Because when he shows up at the battle over Scarif, again, we, we, I, I said this before in our Rogue One breakdown, he did not want to be there. He's there because he's like, okay, apparently none of you can get this taken care of, so I guess I'm going to have to be the one who does it. Yeah. Right, Krennic, you can't get it done. Tarkin, you can't get it done. So I guess I'm going to have to leave my castle. I'm going to have to get in here, and I'm going to have to be the one who does it. Because if I don't, then I'm going to be the one who the emperor is going to be, you know, beaten up on. Right. Exactly. And so it explains why when he gets on board Leia's uh, ship, he, the Tantive Four, he is not in the mood for monkey shines. <laughs> not in the mood. Right. He's pointing, he's choking, he's barking orders left and right. <laughs> it was a story that needed to be told and it was fantastic. I love yeah. Rogue One. It the question good. I keep asking is what is the story that needs to be told with Solo? Is it just simply how he met Chewbacca, how he got the Millennium Falcon, and how he met Lando? We already know. We have enough in established film canon. Not even the books. Like you don't have to read. Not even the books. Anything. Not the legends. To know these things. None of that. It's all laid out in the movies. We know Han and Lando go way back. We know Lando thinks Han cheated. Cheated the Millennium Falcon. Han says, "I wanted fair and square." There, you know, there's history there. 
Lando turns on Han and then, you know, sees the error of his ways, ends up rescuing him. Friendship right. is rekindled. Han lends him the Millennium Falcon for the Battle of the Second Death Star. Great, great storytelling. I don't yeah, need man. any of this. Ryan, I don't need it. I don't want it. But like a dummy, I'm going to go see it on opening weekend. And well, all I can say you, is this before I really get my, because <laughs> my blood pressure has been the lowest it's ever been in the last seven years. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> Had a great visit at the dock this past week, but all I'm saying before we move on to other things, I, I, I don't want to just spend all this, this whole show just, you know, complaining about justice league and star Wars. Prove me wrong. I'm begging. Prove yeah, me wrong. But Ryan, I can tell you right now, this movie is, I don't think it's going to, and don't be shy because the timing also makes no flip flapping sense. We're not even uh, six months removed, barely, from The Last Jedi, okay? Two movies since, that's the second, well, that was, you know, Han died in the first Force Awakens, like the first movie of the new trilogy, Han died. Correct. That was 2015. <laughs> we made, we saw the, the what the, the the second iteration in 2017. Correct. At the end of 2017. Correct. We had a Star Wars rogues. We had the Star Wars story in 2016. So we've we've had three Star Wars movies in a row: Force Awakens, right. Rogue One, and then Last Jedi. And I'm not thinking that Rogue One should have had Han in it. I'm not saying that. It's just no, when you no. when we look at the progression of these films and you're thinking, okay, well, this one and then this one and then I'm Han died a long time ago now. And also, Ryan, there's too why am I? Why are we bringing up Han again? There's too much of a good thing, man. It's too Han much of a is, good thing. That's the reason why Han Solo is Han Solo, and that's the reason why he's so revered. You want to talk about some a character who has been so understated throughout the entirety of these films, but is one of the most beloved is Boba Fett. You want to talk about a character who is completely just in the shadows, and they count the amount of scenes Boba Fett is actually. He, he has in. three lines. He yeah. That's just dialogue, much less he doesn't have a ton of scenes either. It goes out but like a chump. <laughs> yeah, and dies like a real ch He dies like a real loser. He really does. But you want to talk about it because of the mystery behind him, because people dug into him and said, man, this guy, this Boba Fett, like this is something special. Well, and we, the prequels so we saw fleshed the it out. That, the prequels fleshed the, it out, right? That, that right, yeah. Jango so is the, his dad. The clones yeah, were based man. on his DNA and... And and that was a that was a, a pinnacle point when you saw uh, young Boba hold the helmet of his father, yeah. right? Like you said that the head against the helmet thing, and he's holding it and he's crying. Like that was a moment. Like you, we felt it. And here's the infuriating thing: when Disney bought but Lucasfilm, that, oh, but that's all we needed, right? That's all. We, I'm saying, sorry to finish my point. Okay, that's what we needed. That's all yes. we needed. That's all we needed. We didn't need a Boba Fett film. We no. didn't need Boba Fett video games. We didn't need Boba Fett anything. We got it because the mystery of these characters is what keeps them so dadgum relevant and alive. And the Boba Fett standalone has been scrapped. And when I heard that, I was like, thank you. Yeah, great. You've got an entire division of Lucasfilm that is dedicated to preserving the canon through, through books. If you want yeah. to do a Boba Fett story, put it in a book and I will go buy it and I will read it and I will like it. <laughs> Guaranteed. I got one. I got, uh, I'm reading this 
garbage right now. I'm shaking it. I'm reading it. Okay. He's, he's reading Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt. <laughs> Just so you guys know. He's shaking it at the I camera. buy these for God's sake. Okay. So you put Boba Fett in a book and I'll go read it. Now, what, what I would love to see. Catch my breath. What I would love to see is an Obi-Wan standalone movie. I would love that because his character was fleshed out so awesome in Star Wars Rebels because they drop in on Obi-Wan from time to time in Rebels. And so Ewan has said, hey, I would love to come back and play Obi-Wan again. I think we could really work out something cool where... You know, does he go off world on some sort of adventure? Does he try to play peacekeeper role? Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Now, before we get before we move on, was there anything positive that I could say about this trailer? Yes. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian looks great. <laughs> oh my God. What a showman already. And Ryan, I can tell you right now that if Disney had instead done a Lando standalone, I would say yes please because that is someone that is an interesting character i am saddened that he has not been in any of the two new ones hopefully maybe they can find a spot for him in episode nine and or maybe billy d just doesn't want to come back and do it that that could be the case as well too right we don't know harrison was was rough on coming back to do the the last one and he got paid a lot of money he did he did and paid a lot of money to go down that's right like yeah, and that was a prerequisite because, I mean, you know, he had wanted to die in Return of the Jedi, but, you know, right. Luke, Lucas was like, no, this isn't your story, pal. Okay, yeah, this, isn't your, this isn't your time, homie. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, But, dude, I'm with you, man. Like, that was, right? I told you before we started, it I was looks like, great. There's, there was one thing I loved about that trailer that I absolutely loved, and I don't have the attachment, you know, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars, mm-hmm. but when you compare me and John about loving Star Wars, like, I pale in comparison to how much he loves Star Wars. And I hope I didn't spike our audio with me shouting like that. You may have to clean yeah. that up, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes there's just no cleaning it up, John. So, but yeah, with, I get with Lando, out. if... If if uh, but watching Donald Glover, those few scenes where he gets that that cra- that sly smile, that slow, the slow smile, you can tell Donald Glover watched Billy D. Billy D. Perform. Billy D. Is a smooth. Like you can he's tell smooth. him Colt forty five. He, he probably watched those Colt forty five commercials. He watched everything that he was in because that slow smile that he cracks. I can just hear just, that cold wet snap of that Colt forty five <laughs> that Billy D. Is cracking open. Billy D. Colt 45. 45. <laughs> so good. But yeah, man. What have you can we tell? <laughs> you can tell <laughs> that Donald Glover probably did a lot of watching. And I think Donald Glover is a talented actor anyway. He's so, very good. Absolutely. It, but looking at him in that 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 haircut and that and the yellow coat, shirt. Giant coat. And the, yeah, like just yeah. awesome. Just hands well, down. And it, so cool. And it and it plays into that Lando, you know, isn't a pilot. Because Lando was so cool. He's not man. a smuggler first. He's not a pirate first. Oh no, man. Dude, he is dude, he is a he is a smooth talking gambler. Smooth operator, man. You know, I almost this kind of looks like they're portraying a little bit like it could be a heist type of movie. Okay. All right. That's cool. I mean, if anything, Lando could potentially be, you know, type of like maybe a uh, Doc Holiday type character. In this yeah, movie, sure, yeah, but not with such a you know killer's edge that that Doc had in Tombstone. 
so yeah, I mean, there's definitely a positive there. I, I think Amelia Clark's character looks really interesting. There is, she's the bad guy, by the way, guys. In case you haven't figured it out. Um, yeah, yeah, that one's real tough yeah. to call. <laughs> uh, so you know, all I'm saying again is, please prove me wrong. I want to be able to, after I see Solo, to grab my iPhone, launch the Twitter app, and say, I was wrong. Yeah, man. And I promise you, Reasonable Bliss, I will do so. Oh, yeah. Hey, we've, we've eaten our share of crow. Absolutely. And I want to with this in such a terrible way. And yeah. at, it's been difficult to talk about it with my son because he's super excited. He's like, Dad, aren't you excited? I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll go see it. <laughs> but here's, can I, let me, let me speak on that yeah. because that's exactly what this is for. And he, and he probably, yeah, it's heard, not, he for, probably heard me too as well. He's like, well, oh, I know solo. Yeah. He's in there just bawling into his Han yeah. Solo pillow. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's exactly why, to be honest with you, man, like Disney, we you know, we, we hold, we hold a lot of these companies on pedestals because they own the properties that we are so in love with. But I tell you at the end of the day, man, they are waiting to make that new buck. They're waiting to make that extra cash, yeah. extra, just that extra dollar on the, on the stock market price, just to throw it up just a little bit more. And as long as the money or as long as the movie makes its money and then some, which star Wars movies, just will even rogue one right like rogue one made its money uh i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb here ryan and, and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that solo will have a hard time cracking 500 million i I'm i not, don't think it's gonna be okay. i don't think it's gonna be as big as rogue one i don't definitely not bigger than last jedi or force awakens i i don't I, yeah I and, think and, it and, will. And the only yeah. reason why I think it will, John, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to be a fan of this movie. No, 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 no I know right? you're not. I know you're not. But I'm thinking that but the reason why is because of what your what your son saw. Of what of what James saw is that he sees Star Wars. That's what that's what the vision is. When you look at this movie from a surface level, what was the trailer about? You had a smooth talking Han, you had some flashy photos of of, of Lando, and then what was the rest of that trailer? space fights explosions lasers going fast moving pictures yeah that's all that trailer was you're if it's like if it's anything else then someone please tell me well there's a lot of story ready to go in that movie and please tweet me because i'll be more than happy to rewatch that thing for another like 12th time and try to try to figure it out no. but i'm telling you man like that is 100 percent lasers flashy lights space battles that's it man like that's the audience that they're trying to get. They're saying, look, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, we got them scooped. Here's another one. Here's a fast scoop just coming right behind it. Get some and get that, get another, uh, wet your appetite again for another, for that last Star Wars in, the, in this current trilogy, right? Like it's just, a, it's honestly, man, it's easy cash. It's just another easy cash throw. And it's going to make its money, and I bet it's going to make just as much or, or even more than Rogue One will. No, uh, I don't know, man. I I'm, don't know. I'm not, I've, again, I'm just saying because it's a money, it's a money grab, and you're telling me you've got Han Solo with maybe a bunch of, of people and fans and young fans that have just been introduced to Han Solo, and they get a, they get a young Han Solo that they get to watch? Mm. I'm telling you, it's going to sell its tickets. Oh, it'll sell tickets, but what, what has, what allowed 
I just sent you a picture of Harrison Ford and Alden like side by side. And yeah, that says it all. Oh they, no, they look nothing alike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what has like, allowed they, they look more different than than ben solos you know yeah <laughs> yeah adam driver looks nothing like his parents um <laughs> i'm just saying what has driven force awakened to make you know almost two billion what drove the last jedi to make almost 1.5 billion what drove rogue one to almost make a billion was repeat viewing ryan this one will be, it'll be number one, the weekend it debuts, probably be number two, the second weekend, but it's going to be repeat views. And if it stinks and it's mediocre and it's half-aced, Star Wars fans like myself won't go see this three, four, or five times. We'll see it once and be like, okay, yeah. catch you on Blu-ray, homie. That's going to be the sell. That's going to be yeah. the sell. And I, and right now, you're not wrong. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you right now. When I look at this, I don't know if there's going to be repeat views. I just don't. And, and I get where you're coming from as well, too. I love it. I love that aspect of it. And again, I want this to succeed. I want to finish on one thing and then we got to move on to some other topics here. In the original script for revenge of the Sith, George Lucas had, a young Han Solo as a teenager on Kashyyyk during the Battle of Kashyyyk. Yeah. And you were going to see him implying that he was either raised by Wookiees or <clears throat> some connection. As he was putting that script together, he took it out and he said, basically, a story that does not need to be told. Hmm. for is sometimes goofball things that George has done with, with his creation with yeah. that. I agree. Thank you, George, for not having that in there. Cause it would have been redonkulous. It was yeah. bad enough that we had Chewbacca who shoehorned into revenge of the Sith. Cause apparently Chewbacca and Yoda have been lifelong friends for forever and a day, despite none of that being hinted at. In the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah none of it. Mm, good relationship with the workies I do. Chewbacca and I, way back we go. Mm. Right? Um, <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> um, but he said, story that doesn't need to be told. We don't, I don't need this in here. He said, this is just too much. Too much! And I say, George, yeah. you're right. It's too yeah. much. It's too much. Okay. Got to move right. on, dude, because there's so many other Good things. Deal. We're going long here. Oh, no I'm worries. sorry. So, I got to add one more thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. No, I just and then I am done. And then classic, I am done. Classic John. No, but then I am done. <laughs> the timing of this release is also beyond silly because you've, yeah, the, you've got Black Panther, which is going to debut uh, in about a week. That's going to make a weekend. ton of dough. Yeah. And then you've got Avengers Infinity War, which is literally, I think, like two weeks after Solo. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why this movie is again. And I still don't know why it exists, but I don't know why it's not a Christmas release to coincide with Jedi Rogue One and Force Awakens. But timing it seems a little off. And I think 
potentially they're just going to get overshadowed by their own stuff, man, because you've got Avengers oh, Infinity War. They're sandwiching it right between two enormous films that have been like, you want to talk about films that we've been waiting on. Yeah. Black Panther has been a film which that we can transition right waiting, to Black Panther. Yeah, absolutely. Waiting on. Yeah. And you know, then, we, we got the last yeah. trailer. It looks great. I, you know, I don't think there's anything else that I can add to my personal excitement for it. Um, um, oh, dude. Yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, the hype is unreal and that's what i'm i'm like this movie i'm trying to remember i think wonder woman was the last movie where the hype was this real um for for a movie for a comic book movie um the the i've it's been i just it's been what don't keep going i thought i thought my recording had stopped no you're fine keep going okay good okay all right no we're good keep going Almost had fun. Oh my um, gosh, Jiminy Jillikers! But uh, yeah, I mean, I've not seen a movie more hyped than than I mean, almost Wonder Woman hype level that this movie has been reaching. I mean, uh, the soundtrack alone has been just like top of the charts already. I mean, you've got you know you've got all the the current artists that are all over it too um, that have been better that are on the soundtrack too, which is just blowing out. You've got. The premiere, every single premiere has just been outrageous. There's not been a negative comment <laughs> released about this movie at all. Um, the hype is real, and I really think I think it's going to live up to it. I think we're going to see as we see these movies escalate into Infinity War. I think Marvel knows that this movie uh, needs to be huge. I think they know it needs to be scaled. I think it's not, you know, this can't be just a small, this is not just a Black Panther, you know, running around in the woods by himself kind of thing. Like this, <laughs> this is going to scale huge, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know, we talked about it last week. We talked about, you know, some of the things have been released in the trailers. We know that, that the Wakandans have had, uh, uh, this tech alien technology um, for quite some time at this point. Uh, they've been building their entire life around it that's why they're you know you want to how do you remain hidden in a in in this day and age how does tony stark not know where you are right in this day and age and it's because they've been hanging on to this alien tech and really just making sure that they've only they've dealt with their own stuff they didn't need to be outside of in in the outside world so i'm man again the hype around this movie is so so freaking awesome i'm so excited there's a few actors that i'm really excited to see on the big screen in this way um michonne right so the the uh danae uh, i think um d-e-n-i-a-i which i can't pronounce she has got why. a tough name to Danae pronounce Danae. that is for sure yes um and then uh i just lost his name the guy from uh this is us he won a uh i think he just won uh won an award for that show um hmm? i don't i don't watch the that adop- show. one of the oh i don't watch it it's a tearjerker anyway uh, <laughs> it's a tearjerker i know the crock pot uh, caused the fire <laughs> so that um, might, did i just ruin it for you you may have thank you john <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> fantastic um well it's yeah i mean you kind of know the plot along the way you know you know the dad's dead but you don't know what happened. Sorry. So apparently and now I know what happened and all you know what happened too. So yeah, there you go. I, there's no reason for me to watch it. <laughs> I might even block, I might even block that. I don't know. 
Jesus Christ. Sorry. But anyway, so, but he's in it as well. Um, God, I can't remember his name, um, but that's well, really bothering yeah, me. I mean, who did, like, I'm look, like, Martin, are you looking for like uh, Michael B. Jordan? No, Michael B. Jordan's, which uh, I find, I get, we get to see a redemption movie for him, which is pretty fantastic <laughs> for coming from Fantastic Four that he gets to. Oh, dude, his redemption already happened, I think, in Creed. You haven't seen Creed. Oh, well, yeah, well, you, yeah, but I mean, yeah, in, in dude, comic he book was world so good in Creed. But superhero, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming yeah, in, okay. yeah, comic book superhero world. Um, I've got see. IMDb up right now. I don't know who you're referring to. I mean, we've got uh, got Angela Bassett in there. Andy Circus, yeah. of course, as Ulysses Claw. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. I, th- I think this one's going to be super fun. Uh, you know, clearly it's the it's going to be the last one before Infinity War. It is, right. takes place literally right after Civil War. The way Wakanda has been portrayed, we've only seen it once, again, in Civil War. They kind of portray themselves as being this sort of backwater country that has some money because of vibranium and things like that. Yeah. But their deeper, darker secrets are definitely kept to themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, it's... I think what we're seeing, too, with this is, you know, obviously Infinity War is going to start wrapping up story arcs for Tony, for Steve, you know, potentially for Thor as well too. Not that we're yeah. not going to see these characters again. We, we might not, we don't know. Someone may not make it in, in infinity parts one and two. We're not, we're not entirely sure. Yeah. It's still a big mystery. I mean, we, I mean, I'm assuming some stuff. I know I've got my cards on the table of who I think is going to bite it. But you've also got Dr. Strange who has the time amulet and being like, able there's a, to, Yeah. There's right? a lot of reversing that can happen yeah. and a lot of like a lot of emotional, a lot of uh, emotional, you know, yo-yos that can be, you know, done much like the, the princess Leia or general Organa scene. <laughs> Correct. You right. know, like right in the beginning. Check out um, what I by can the way, do. Sterling yeah. Sterling K. Brown is the 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 guy that I was thinking of. Oh, Sterling okay. K. Brown, okay. um, who plays Randall in the This Is Us show. But yeah, man, like I, it's there is so much to just. I'm so excited that this movie is gets to happen in the way that it does. I don't know, man. I, that last trailer that was just so kick butt. Uh, up and down the screen. It was just, it's just, I'm ready for it, man. The hype is there. The hype is real. I'm ready for it. Well, and I I'm think, ready for this weekend. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, agreed. And, and I think that we're potentially seeing the Black Panther will be like the new head of the Avengers. I think it's there because the Avengers have a new king. And yeah, man. And, you know, T'Challa has played a huge part uh, in the Avengers books literally for, for decades. And oh, yeah for you know his introduction in civil war was handled so well it was handled so good he he almost oh, just absolutely stole, incredible he almost just stole the movie uh you know i mean obviously you had spider-man's uh debut into the mcu though you know black panthers i think resonated much more because he had such a bigger overall storyline to follow uh, yeah. in that so yeah man that i think that's that's going to be a no brainer that that's, that's going to be super good and then we also got uh, the Venom tease trailer as well, too. <laughs> Not really much is shown in that. Uh, you know, you get some Tom Hardy. We get a spacecraft that has crashed. We get to see the black uh, ooze, the black goo. Symbiote. The symbiote. And beyond that, you know, we don't obviously see Venom, the character, 
in the trailer, uh, you know, the screen, you know, kind of zooms in or zooms out into the white eyes and teeth and yeah then you get venom when he's on the cat scan machine when he's in the uh i guess mri or whatever he's getting some mri done and you see in the trailer you can see a little bit of a a black uh yeah start making a little little bit of that and i think uh and it was very understated i mean it looked like honestly if you remember iron man 2 when iron man had the uh (laughs) had uh the 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 blood poisoning uh, that he was getting from the, yes. the, the, what was it? What was that? Uh, uranium or no, not uranium, but whatever he was throwing into his chest. Uh, um, palladium. palladium. Yeah. He was getting palladium blood poisoning. Uh, it looked, I mean, honestly, it just looked like a messy version of that. I'm with you, man. Like there's uh, so much in that trailer that we, that it was like, it was a venom trailer, but literally if you removed the bookends that told you that it was the venom trailer, this could just honestly be most generic action movie starring Tom Hardy, generic action horror movie starring Tom Hardy. It looked suspenseful. It looked action packed. You had cars blowing up, but guess what? We never saw and yeah. <laughs> you know, guess what we never saw and we don't like know in the teaser yeah and we still don't know if this has any sort of link to the mcu right because we, we wrongly we, doubt where it. it's been this oh it does you got marvel saying well of course it does you got sony going no don't uh who knows i don't know man i, I just don't I, know been, I, I just don't know how you can do venom without spider-man i i, I just it doesn't it doesn't make like sense. This, you you have to introduce those together. I mean, that's the thing. Like we we see Batman and Joker running around. Like we see Clark. We see we see Superman and and Lex Luthor. Correct. Like you're telling me we're not going to see Spider Man in a Venom movie. <laughs> like with we are establishing a a villain character without even introducing the hero or or at least an antihero. I mean, for crying out loud, Daredevil gave us the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, at least we had that right. right? which played true to the roots, even though he did debut in Spider-Man comics and not Daredevil, he right. ended up yeah. being more of a nemesis to Daredevil than he did Spider-Man. But right. Yeah. You know, dude, I, man, I just, it's so just generic. Yeah. It just looked like it was boilerplate. Like it was just generic, man. It was generic brand toilet paper, dude. Like it just gets the job know. done. <laughs> hey, you'll use twice as much, but it's one ply. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it'll yeah. do it. It's not going to be too comfortable, but it'll do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Not excited. I mean, I love Tom Hardy, man. I've always loved Tom Hardy. Oh, and sure. by the way, that, that little tweet I decided to throw out the other, I think it was on Tuesday, uh, with Tom Hardy putting a, a jock strap on his face and doing Bane lines to his dog was one of the best things I've seen on the internet this week. <laughs> it was so funny. It was good. Uh, him, him doing that. I thought that was fantastic, but that's that to me. I mean, I really like Tom Hardy, man. He's been a fantastic should, actor and everything. Should, should he does. Do my Tom Hardy. <laughs> He's, yeah, dude, go for it. Should I do without laughing? <laughs> go. It will be the oppressed of city. The Batman, the Batman, the oppressed will rise up, and then you will see the Batman will be broken. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I like, I like how he hits those high notes. Yeah. It's, it's very, very Bane. Just <laughs> I will take the Batman. And I will break him over my knee, and the oppressed will rise. Gotham City. Can you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you hear what I'm saying? 
It's tough to do. Speak, speak up from the back. I'm doing it on demand. I think we were gaming that night when I just started doing Bane. <laughs> tough to do it on demand. Anyway. Not a good, not a yeah, good Bane. I'm sorry. If you, if you suffered through You're that right. like champs. <laughs> but dude, yeah, man, it just looks like boilerplate stuff, like standardized, uh, generic, uh, you know, great value brand, I guess, man. Like, I don't know, man. Just kind of, <laughs> yeah. just whoop. All right. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Here we go. I, you know, we could, okay. we could have a sincerely, like, I mean, you th- it's just waiting for, waiting for, for Disney to end this Fox deal so they could buy Fox now. <laughs> let's get that done so we can buy Sony. Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. Jiminy Jillikers. Like, let's just get those properties back. That way we can actually have a Venom story that could actually lead into a really good Sinister Six storyline. Like, you telling me I, I would love to see Sinister Six on uh, Sinister Six on the screen, man. Like, be awesome. Well, it was teased in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, well. But it was the rich who oppressed us and told us we could well, not have it. We were wise and them over our knee. <laughs> that we also saw that the rhino. I don't know. We also saw the rhino, which was such. I mean, I love the Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, but just Paul Giamatti. Oh, Paul Giamatti. I wonder just how they spit. Man, his... they sold him on that, and then they just like. Well, so how did the character come out? Well, we just removed all your lines. <laughs> dude, in, the, you in the lines he does have, dude, he's literally spinning them. I mean, he's just oh like slobber mouthing. It was, it felt like it's, it felt like it was like someone had a really good idea and then it just became an afterthought after like, <laughs> like, it was oh just yeah, an afterthought was Paul here. Where's Paul at? Did we, did we finish his yeah. right scenes? Terrible. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, dude, I don't have anything else to add on Venom on that. I, I That's just, tough. Okay. All right. Yep. Anyway. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the list. Uh, yeah. The the walking. We talked to kind of touched on it before. Apparently, this walking Phoenix Joker thing. That uh, who knows at this point. And then the Lobo thing. Like that's Lobo. Just my yeah. Mind right we've now. got. Uh, you know, We also got uh, the Deadpool two trailer. The Red Band trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That was killer. Man. It was I good. Really like that. It was good. Uh, you know, I, I gave it some props to you, and and uh, looks like you know obviously it's going to be a Deadpool movie, so there's going to be the breaking of the fourth wall and in sure, the hijinks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Though this one looks like it's taking on a little bit more of a traditional, when I say traditional, uh, comic book style action movie where some of the more just like it's not going to be every 40 seconds. Deadpool is looking at the screen and, and reminding like us again the, that, you know, he is fully self-aware doing the gym, you know, doing the gym face every Correct, four minutes right. uh, from the office. Josh Brolin looks great as cable. Uh, I thought the action sequences with him were, were really good. Dude, deflecting the bullets the, with the with oh the arm. man yeah i got hyped on yeah, that one very like, as cool. soon as that happened like that was a really rad sequence and man. I it, really it, like it's that. gonna be really interesting is like you know how are they going to introduce him as the son of scott summers you know well, that's the thing about a deadpool movie is that you can get away with it correct and that's what I, that's that's what's kind of that's that's the thing about these and i kind of told you about this a little bit we kind of talked offline uh about this movie and i gave you my thoughts on it i think it's it's to me, Deadpool is going to have a lot of passes for me. Like it's just going to kind of get away with a lot of stuff. Um, we hold we hold uh, the X Men series to this standard that it never meets. Um, yeah, this will never, <laughs> never, a, just, never attain. 
<laughs> just will never meet the standard. We hold the DCU to the same standard and we hold the Marvel movies to the same standard. Um, but for whatever reason, Deadpool is just kind of like that grab a big bucket of popcorn and just start eating and just have a blast and just it, it, whatever happens happens on the screen. It's going to make me laugh. It's going to have some cool action sequences in it, but in terms of like really long lasting effects, like I don't, I'm not thinking in that time. I'm not thinking in that mindset when I'm watching Deadpool, I'm just watching a Deadpool movie. So I think they're going to be able to get away with just kind of being able to get away with it inside of a Deadpool movie. I think they know that by now. They're just like, ah, we can kind of get away with it because it's Deadpool. Deadpool has, he can make the comment, you know, again, he made the timeline comment, uh, and Deadpool on the the, the highway. Yeah. Yeah, So these timelines are so confusing. Like, and dude, that was funny because you and I've been talking about for such a long time. Like these timelines aren't freaking confusing. (laughs) Yeah. So for them to like kind of throw their own properties under the bus was really a lot of fun. Um, and I think it's just going to be kind of the same idea. We're going to be able to, he's going to get up there. We're going to see some antics. We're going to see some really cool action sequences uh, and then credits will roll and, and we'll go home happy, man. Well, like it'll just, there's the possibility yeah. of X-Force uh, being in the movie as well too, because we do get a shot of um, yeah. Deadpool Domino, and Domino and inside Dom- of a yeah. cargo hold of a plane. So, you know, they could be the, yeah. the introduction of X-Force. You know, I, I'll agree with what you're saying to a point about Deadpool you know, in them having a little bit more freedom, you know me though. Continuity is king. When you establish from the get go that Deadpool resides, exists, lives, breathes within the X Men cinematic universe, the XCU, XMCU. I don't know what we call it. Mess, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> disaster. Yeah, the disaster universe <laughs> that he exists yeah, was- <laughs> in that, and in, yeah. in uh, again, the character is aware that he does. That's why we could introduce Colossus without there being like any sort of ridiculous backstory. He can literally right, walk yeah. up to the uh, mansion, which is, you know, was obviously CGI'd in that movie, but looks exactly yeah. like the mansion from First Class, from Future Past, uh, and also Apocalypse. That you're telling us, okay, he he's in this he's in this world. He's uh, he's you know he had latent mutant abilities. The testing yeah. triggered it, and there you go. Uh, and so you've got Colossus repeatedly saying you will be an X-Men one day. So you, you've told us that he's there. And so, again, I, for me, it, it's not going to make or break the movie if, they're, if they play off cable as not being the offspring of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor or Jean Grey. Because, uh, because again, if you know the history of Cable, you know Madeline was a clone of Jean Grey, and she just didn't know it for the longest time that she was. Yeah. And you know who knows how this could potentially relate to X Men Dark Phoenix? Is does that movie take us into the future? Like some people are speculating that it does, and not in the same way that Days of Future Past did. Hmm. but sort of like a, a, a flash forward into the future. Um, who knows? Who knows? What we do know is that Mr. Sinister was teased at the end of Apocalypse. The company that comes and gets the Weapon X blood samples is Mr. Sinister's uh, right. company, right? Yeah. which clearly was ignored in Logan, but that's okay. <laughs> or was it? I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. 
Does it matter? The movie didn't tell us. I don't know. <laughs> Did origins happen or didn't it? Well, he had the dog tags. But what about Sabretooth? Who cares? <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I'm just at this point, I'm going to I'm going to pause the show and I'm just going to replay how many times we've gone on an X-Men. Rant. Oh, my gosh, man. It's too many. It's <laughs> too many. Four, this episode would be six hours long. <laughs> so anyway, that I, I, I will say that, you know, I, I find Deadpool two to be look very intriguing, very interesting. Uh, you guys know wasn't you know, I'm not a crazy fan over the first one. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, I guess um, for me, when I go see Deadpool 2, I'm probably going to go to like a 9 a.m. showing when there's yeah, nobody man. there. So I don't have to be sandwiched in between everyone guffawing and knee slapping and kicking the back of my chair, uh, just yucking it up because it won't be that funny. Well, I still stand to this day, John, it that won't. you like Deadpool. You would love Deadpool if it wasn't for the people in the theater. I think yeah. the people in the theater ruined it for you. And you, can, you will never be able to watch Deadpool now without thinking about the doofuses oh, that you were surrounded with. I'll never forget those two heavyweights sitting in back of me before, or in front of me before Logan. And we got that you know, Deadpool in the phone booth. I thought they were going <laughs> to pee their pants. <laughs> I even said out loud, it's not that funny. It's just not. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm with you, man. I was surrounded at the uh, the Ritz. Uh, the Ritz Alamo was where we went, and it was just it was shoulder to shoulder. And I sat next to a guy who had walked from Timbuktu and sat like right it. next to me. Yeah. Oh, that's how I knew he Ugh. walked. I knew he walked to the theater that day for sure. Yuck. For 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 a distance, Ugh. just to <laughs> with see. a shirt from with a shirt from yesterday. Ugh. Just to see Deadpool, <laughs> to to order to order hot wings and watch Deadpool. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> I got to sit next to. Uh, I'm I understand the 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 theater uh, environment with a Deadpool movie. How everybody just knee slapped all the way through it. We get it. We it's gonna be funny. I know I'm gonna laugh. It's just it's 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 Ryan Reynolds in a movie, man. Like he's a funny dude. So. That's what's going to happen. Dude, he hasn't aged a anyway. day either, man. I mean, it's yeah, he's a he's a stud. That dude is a good looking dude. Well, for time's sake, because we have yeah, man. We, we went so long. I did finally catch up on Doomsday Clock. Read Doomsday Clock number three. Absolutely loved it. Uh, oh, man. I am. I am in on this story. I don't think that's going to be a, a, a head scratcher for for anyone. The mime, dude. The mime's gun is real. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> His is it little real? fake gun somehow has become real once he entered uh, the DC multiverse. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so very cool storytelling. Throwing knives. He had. Oh, man. It was yeah. So, and he that, was very surprised was by it. Too. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That's what I've been waiting yeah. to like talk to you about, man. I didn't want to spoil that with you. And I'm just like, dude, that whole like nine panel run uh, and then of of uh, Marionette throwing that string between her uh, throwing that yeah, string the, the out. Piano just going, string. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm just... going to have some fun and just slicing dudes limbs off left and so... right. And he's throwing knives and shooting his gun. Yeah, oh, man. It, it, that was so fun. And, and what makes this storyline so good is it is definitely a slow burn. This, this is a 12 part story and uh, number four will be out here shortly. 
they're they're in no hurry to tell this story. There are no ads to be found anywhere, at least in the hard copies. I'm assuming the digital copies don't have ads. Yeah. Uh, there are no ads to be found. And we're just working our way to this final confrontation between Dr. Manhattan and Superman and how this is going to play out. And very, very... Uh, you know, I mean, not to just keep saying the same thing over and over, just very compelling storytelling, yeah, taking <clears throat> care of these characters in a way that they deserve to be taken care of. And we said this on the last show. We can certainly empathize with the hardcore Watchmen fans who do not or did not want to see these characters make their way from this standalone universe, make their way into the DC yeah. multiverse. And I can empathize with that. That being said, the care in which this has been done, these characters have not just been flippantly thrown in, uh, for a cash grab. They're, they're thought out. They maintain so much of what made them unique in yeah. the Watchmen. Obviously Rorschach is not the same person, which I love. That Rorschach is gone. He was, there was nothing left of him after Manhattan yeah. took him apart at the atomic level. I mean, there was nothing left. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the Rorschach that we have, his, his storyline has been so interesting because he seems to have the memories of Rorschach. Right. Yeah. But yet also has his own memories as, as his per, uh, of his own and individual. He, and he sounds insane the entire time because it's just both of these almost like a dual personality fighting each other. Correct. And he's trying to relax and he's trying to remember and then he gets frustrated and can't remember and he can't exp he can barely speak. It's not even just like I can't remember. The dude can barely put a sentence together. Yeah, and, and like he's having trouble just tricks making him, sense of things. Tricks yeah. him and takes him to Arkham Asylum, and oh yeah, puts him puts him right inside of a cell. Yeah, and so because I mean, as I'm reading through these panels, I'm like, man, Batman sure is getting buddy buddy here with someone who managed to break himself into the Batcave. And then you realize, yeah, this is Batman. <laughs> He's Batman being Batman, yep, dude. Yeah, follow me. We're going in here. Clunk. He knows how to. He knows. He knows, man. He's a great detective, man. Yeah. The, the greatest detective. Absolutely. Man. He He's the world's on. greatest detective. Yeah. So, uh, Doomsday Clock, uh, of course, has been really great. Metal number five. Unless you have anything else you want to add. No, nah, to it. It's, it's uh, metal. If you're not reading Doomsday Clock, man. It's so great to pick it up and, and easy to read, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, please, please grab it. And if you know Reasonableness, I, I I think it's safe to assume that most listening to this show <clears throat> have read The Watchmen. If you have not, can I tell you? It, it in my opinion, there are just certain books that belong in your library, and The Watchmen is one of them. Uh, the Killing oh, yeah. Joke is another one. The Dark Phoenix Saga is another one. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet is another one. I mean, just these Crisis on Infinite Earths would be another one. Uh, Death of Superman. Just they belong in your library because of how they change the culture of the comics in which the time frame in which they were written. And groundbreaking stories. And I don't think you have to have read The Watchmen, Ryan, to enjoy Doomsday Clock, but it certainly makes it easier 
if you know how the, the, the characters on the Watchmen side got to the point and where they're at. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to read it, I guess you can just watch the movie if you want to. That, that'll get you, you know, up to speed. Though the ending of the movie is not the same as the ending of the book. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, but yeah, so Metal Number 5 also is out. I am waiting on my copy. I have ordered it. It's being delivered this week. So I can't speak too much on it. Though I'm, I'm assuming that uh, Batman continues his struggle against uh, Barbatos. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't think that's. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to, you know, we're starting to get down to that road and in, yeah. inside of uh, metal, which has, has sin- sincerely been um, a hit machine <laughs> in its own right. Just yeah. every single metal book has just been solid and telling a great story. And now that we know we discussed it last week, not at length and we don't need to this time either, but we just kind of mentioned it last week that remember DC is resetting its universe using these stories to do so using metal, using metal and doomsday clock and, together and yes. doomsday clock to, to reset DC loves its multiverse. And that's why I love DC is because it loves its multiverse. And to be honest with you, even with shows that I don't enjoy anymore, uh, but like the flash, uh, on CW, they, they confronted the, the, <clears throat> they confronted the, the multiverse there as well. They had Earth too. Yeah, on, on that, the that's CW's where Supergirl flash. resides because Flash and Supergirl don't exist right. on the same like universe. Yeah, and that's where he found. Uh, you know, Zoom was was trying to mess things up for him, and like it was the storylines aside, right? It, we had the multiverse even there in the CW. Like DC loves its multiverse. And I think that's what makes it so unique is that it, it, it revels in it and it uses it and it uses it, you know, it, you know, you use power for good or evil and they use it for good. And when I get to see these reboots and nice resets, rebirth was beautiful. It's going to end beautifully. And we're going to see this new dawn with back to our Superman Right, we get this. Action we get Comics number one thousand will be the reintroduction oh, of man. Superman with the red undies, with the briefs. Does it? But with with some minor changes too, uh, inspired by Jim Lee. Jim yeah. Lee has has designed the new. So exciting! Yeah, has designed oh, yeah. the new Superman look. And, you know, I do want to reference a a Dark Knight's Metal tie-in book that I'm sure you read. Um, I've got my hard copy here. It's probably going to be all glary. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Oh, Hawkman. I didn't read this. One. Oh, you didn't read Hawkman Found? I didn't read it. Oh, Hawkman. my goodness. This, you know, a lot of the... Now, this is... This falls under the regular Dark Knight's lineage. You don't have to go, like, scavenger hunting for this one. But this one was so good. I, I gotta right. say, you know, Hawkman, I have never really been a huge fan of that character. He always just looks so goofy. And, uh, yeah... You know, and you knew about the nth metal, you know, if you've been reading Hawkman and Hawkgirl and, and, and that, you know, they, yeah. they've used the nth metal. It's even referenced in the TV show Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, it, it's been yeah. it's been referenced in. Uh, well, that's how the story started was with Hawkman. Yeah. And, and, it, and know, it's been the story re- started with that. And it's been referenced in other books leading up to Dark Knight. So nth metal wasn't anything new where people read it and they're like, yeah, what is yeah, yeah. this? Right. I mean, it's right. Yeah. It's always been around, but it, seeing Hawkman's struggle, he's kind of in the same place that Bruce is in where he's just kind of reliving this 
insane evil groundhog day over and over yeah. and over. And so I don't know if this is going to lead to a new Hawkman book. There hasn't been an ongoing Hawkman book for quite a while. So I don't know if it's going to lead to that or if it's going to lead to, uh, you know, Hawkman, you know, maybe being rescued by the justice league. I don't know. Uh, though I, I will say that this was one of my, probably my second favorite standalone tie in, uh, right after the Batman who laughs, I thought that that one was so just <laughs> incredibly wow. disturbing yeah. that, yeah. Uh, that one comes in a, a close second. Uh, something that I've been reading as well, too, that I was very excited for, Ryan, and, and I got to say, has, yeah. has not lived up to its potential, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to add to, to Dark Knight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Flipping over to the Marvel side is the Re- Phoenix Resurrection, uh, the return of Jean Grey. I, I, I'm really hoping... Now, I'm only on episode, episode three. I'm only on issue number three. Uh, four and five are on their way as well, too, from the comic book company that I've ordered from. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting them either uh, <clears throat> the end of this week or early next. I'm really hoping that this series finds uh, an acceptable ending because the original Jean Grey is coming back. And, yeah. and so far... I don't want to spoil too much because here, here's been the challenge, Ryan, is a lot of people aren't buying this book. So a lot yeah. of brick and mortar stores aren't even ordering it. You, you've got to get it through subscription. And, and that's what I did. Yeah. I placed a special order for them. Just because I've already read the first two and I'm like, well, I might as well finish it. <laughs> so yeah, interesting in that it's leading to part of this Marvel legacy of reintroducing the old characters back. But here's the frustrating part. You already know that Jean Grey is going to come back. There is a Jean Grey that's already running around, but we're talking about the original Jean Grey. Okay. Yeah. And what's been really cool is a lot of these covers. I know our, our readers, our listeners can't hear us. See us. You know, well, they've heard enough of me. That's for damn sure. Our view, our viewer, our viewers can't hear our us. viewers can't hear us, but they can certainly smell us. <laughs> is a lot of these covers? I don't know. Is there a glare on that one? A, a lot of these covers are reminiscent. I can take it out if you need me to. You're good. Are reminiscent of like old Jean Grays throughout. Oh yeah. Oh, that costume yeah, is just skirt, Jean Gray, the man. Green skirt. The the mask, the face mask, man, like that's classic. And then here's number three. Yeah, you know, after she died at the hands of the phoenix. So it, it, it's interesting in that you know they're they're bringing back Marvel Legacies, bringing back these these original characters, and you know Tony Stark is back, and Iron Man, he's no longer AI. Um, Odin's son is slowly becoming Thor again. Bruce right. Banner is now slowly making his way back as the Hulk. Right. I think the frustrating part with the return of Jean Grey is ultimately, Ryan, this was Marvel's Endgame, was to introduce a new X-Men book called X-Men Red. What a shock. Red, like Jean's hair. Hmm. Really? That, that's the endgame, was to introduce yet another X-Men book? 
So now we've got X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, X-Men Red, the Uncanny X-Men. It's a lot. It's man, it's a, it's a lot of X Men titles, and you want to talk about not confusing your readers or trying to. I mean, how many times am I going to beat that horse? Dig it back up and beat it again is the frustrating moments when you walk into a comic book store and you're going, "Hmm, wh- which X Men yeah, do I choose? What do, what do I read here today?" I'm sorry, which, I was away from my microphone. Yeah, I mean, what what do I read here? Which, which X-Men do I, do I pick yeah, up? Yeah, do I pick up gold? Do I pick up red? And, and here's the other thing, too, is it, not to get on a bash Marvel thing, because it, it can kind of seem that way, because you're going to hype them up here in just a minute because of a couple of the books that you're reading, is that we're bringing back Wolverine, but yet we got to go on a scavenger hunt for it. Yeah. Right? So, but they reintroduced Jean Grey in a five-part series that, for lack of a better term, has been such a dud that you can't walk into a comic book store and just pick it up off the shelf because there's not enough people buying it. you got to say, hey, I need you to pull box for me, you know, Return of Jean Grey, number two, three, four, and five. Because they're not ordering enough to fill the shelf. Maybe they're ordering three or four for the shelf, and they're leaving it up to, okay, if you want it, we're going to have to pull list for for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to pull this in single order. You know, yeah, because we can't order. guarantee that if we order, you know, 20 copies of, of number four, that we're going to sell, yeah. that we'll sell three. And now I'm stuck right. with 17 that I'm eventually going to sell for two bucks. Right. But yet, Wolverine, who's the bigger character of the two, yeah, you've got to go on a scavenger hunt for him. I, I don't understand that logic. I, I, I'm all in favor of bringing back Jean Grey. I am all in favor of that, especially, no coincidence, as we're building to the new X-Men movie that will be coming out you know, in a little bit, you know, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. So it makes sense to reintroduce her into print, but why all the hullabaloo to get her in her own limited series that's struggling to sell Versus Wolverine, which is a much bigger seller, much bigger character. You got to go hunting for him. I don't understand the logic behind that. Unless they, unless Marvel just thought from the get-go, well, it's Jean Grey. People are going to be really into Jean Grey because the original Jean Grey has not been around for so long. Oh, yeah, man. And, and, and that reason I can understand. I mean, Wolverine's been gone, what? I mean, Logan Wolverine, not... Not X twenty three Wolverine, which I do like. I, I've enjoyed of, maybe just a year, right? Just about, and and I've enjoyed the X twenty three Wolverine stuff that I've picked up here and there. It, it's not been bad. It's been really good, and they're still yeah, keeping yeah. that character. She's not going away, which I'm all in favor of. Which that coincided with the movie Logan, absolutely. So I don't. I just so find, it makes sense that they would ramp this up, but you would think that they would really do. And that's the thing, man. Man, have I romanticized everything I read? You know, when I was a kid, was that were those, were those comics just garbage at this point? Was dark was the Dark Phoenix saga just was just hands down one of the worst series ever printed? And and I just remember it being fantastic because no. I was a child and no. didn't know any better. No, it was a great like, story. <laughs> it was an amazing like, story. That was and and honestly, from the Dark Phoenix saga to X Men, the animated series that happened on Saturday mornings. Like they reflected that TV show reflected what was happening in the comics as well. And so did X3. X3 nailed it perfectly. 
No, Jesus. <laughs> so uh, the Dark Phoenix was it was inside of that that animated series. We got to see the you know the the galaxy at that point. They they played out the space adventures. Like you, we got to see the full Phoenix playthrough. You know, yeah. Um, from start to finish, you know, from maybe from not really start to finish, but I mean, it was just it, we got to see the snippets of that that were reflected inside of that inside of that comic series, and that that TV show brought a lot of kids like me uh when you know we're taking mom's taking the walmart trip and we're and i'm going to walmart and i go to the back to the books section because you know believe it or not walmart had this like huge comic book magazine section uh right in the back of their electronics department so they had the super nintendo uh that you could play on that i played like super mario kart all you know afternoon as mom's (laughs) shopping in, in there and then they had and then they had right next to it, it was the was the comic book rack and they sold for ten dollars. They sold it was like thirty two comics and I have them here and we're I'm going to be bringing that to you guys actually. Um, but, you know, I got a uh, what is it? A, not a bloodshot, but a, a young blood uh, number two uh, in there I remember, with, the, with yeah, the lenticular I, cover. I remember and stuff those. Like that. Yeah, so, I remember those. Yeah, man. So the, the ten dollar stack of just whoever but yeah man like dark phoenix was in there you know we knew we knew what we were getting we and i saw that on the saturday morning cartoons next time I went to walmart man i was i was at the i was at that rack going oh phoenix yeah yeah gene gray um man i it's so disappointing to me now that that that's just been kind of we're we're playing to the movies at this point and it doesn't feel like the writing is for the betterment of these characters. It just feels like the writing is in service to there's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) there's a movie. So it, you know, put a, put a comic out there because there's a movie. Well, you mean you see it with black Panther. I mean, you walk into your local comic book shop and, and Oh sure, man, we saw civil war. You want to talk about that? stuff is just, you know, wall to wall. I mean, they're just flooding their stories with it. So, uh, uh, as time draws long here, I know you've, you've jumped into a couple of Marvel books as well too. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, I actually, so a couple new ones, uh, well, I just one new one, uh, the Punisher legacy. We talked about it at length last time. So Very I was like, man, good I really, stuff, man. Very yeah, good. dude. I said, I, I, so I went and found that I actually got them through the Marvel application as well. Um, Marvel site and, and, and found them there and, and you're right. They're much easier to find on their website than they are inside of like comiXology or whatever. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Get you all choked up, man. Talking about it. I know, man. I just get yeah, so good. So uh, I read the first couple of Marvel Legacy, Punisher Legacy 1 and 2 um, in that series, which is like 212 and 200. It's, anyway, it's an odd number. It's not number ones. But if you start at the beginning with Marvel Legacy number one Punisher, then you that story will start, essentially. Um, and I tell you, the second, the, the, first, uh, the first issue was so much fun. That was a fun read, and the second issue was bad to the ace. Right, just that second issue when he puts on that suit with that armor on. (laughs) It's it's literally, and what I can tell you guys, it is literally everything you could imagine that Frank Castle would do in a inside of a suit of armor that Tony Stark built. He does. And you're like, well, surely he's not going to punch a guy's head off. Oh, yeah. No, he literally punches a guy's head off. He will utilize it to its fullest capabilities. (laughs) He punches someone's head off. (laughs) It is awesome. I want to take his head head off. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so good. I'm telling you guys, like just just go to if you don't want to buy it, it's fine. Just go at least flip through one at a store just to look at this spectacle because it is amazing and they did a good job with it. Um, and the storyline is actually pretty solid as well. He's not just like it's not all blood and guts, but it's Punisher inside of the war machine armor. There's a lot of blood and guts. causing wreaking havoc, punishing yeah. those who deserve to be punished. The other one that I've decided to pick up that uh, I've been interested in for a while but never put any stock into for whatever reason uh, is the Inhuman series from the 90s. Um, it's I think it's like 96, 97, that kind of area. It's retro. the uh, Marvel Knights, uh, yeah. Marvel uh, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Yeah, dude, that's um, going way back, man. Yeah, man. So Marvel Knights series for Inhumans, um, and that starts at a number one, thankfully enough, so I could actually pick up. And it's actually like a six, I think it's like a six or 12 part series um, that walks through. Now, are you uh, getting the individual books or, or did you do like a collected volume or, or just, well, I'm, or just I'm doing it digitally. Di- so digital and, and like one at a time. Yeah. And it's actually on Comixology. It's actually on their unlimited uh, series. So if oh, you're okay. a prime member, you get these unlimited books yeah. and you get to borrow them. Correct. So you don't really have to spend any more money on reading them. Sure. But, uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm very interested and it's very interesting. Um, the best I can describe it right now, it's a space soap opera, uh, <laughs> with some action and, and it doesn't surprise me too much. We know the inhumans in the, in black, uh, was it black bolt, um, or blue bolt, black, black bolt. bolt. Black Bolt, um, we know he. they are essentially like royalty. Like we know they're the kings and the leaders of these people. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's very much, there's some soap opera moments in there where it's just kind of like, it's a lot of heavy dialogue, a lot of uh, moving pieces, uh, you know, moving people into certain places and being very manipulative, not a lot of action until we get to like the third issue. Then we start to see things really start to pick up and we get to see like how the inhumans actually, uh, create themselves, um, and kind of what the process is and what that looks like and how very much, uh, the humanity, you know, in humans, right. But how the humanity is almost drained, uh, from them to become these, uh, to become almost, uh, they, they find their place in this, in this world and they understand that they have a job role to do and they have a role to play in this world. So relationships will break apart and suffer and not even maybe carry on because of the job that they feel like they need to fulfill after they get transformed in the, in this chamber. So they go through this transformation process. The mists, right? Yeah, yeah, the mist mm-hmm. that they get uh, transformed into their next stage in evolution. But then after that, they kind of separate from each other in a relationship. They kind of go to their uh, cliques and they go to their own areas and they kind of they kind of uh, not really silo themselves, but they understand that that the relationships, personal relationships hold no bearing anymore after that whole process has been done. Um, and it's, it's, you know, you think, you think about the title, it's inhumans and it's almost inhuman that they, that they kind of separate, that they kind of, you know, they class themselves after they get transformed from this mist. Um, it's a very interesting story. I'm really kind of still digging into it and really understanding these characters. Cause again, this is my first foray into this comic book, these superheroes. 
uh, and really understanding who they are. So I'm having a lot of fun. I'm really loving the fact that Black Bolt can't speak. I think that is, uh, or he he can, not that he can't speak, uh, but if he does just whisper (laughs) or sigh, he could literally destroy everyone around him. And I think uh, they talk about that a little bit. They talk about how Medusa helps him sleep um, and how he has to close himself off from every emotion, even just trying to go to sleep. Uh, Because if he makes a noise while he's resting, if he snores, he he could wake up and annihilate. He could just wake up inside of annihilation. And it's because it's what he caused. His voice is that powerful. I think it's it's super interesting. So um, there's a lot that's going on there. There's uh, the, the 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 if you guys remember us just bashing the crap out of that TV show because <laughs> uh, it looked like absolute garbage and it always has. Garbage. Um, I can't, I, you know, I haven't heard about that show and I don't know how long now. Well, and they, they decided just, to make it, it a oh, yeah, limited that's series. Right. Yeah. Limited series, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, well, we should probably really want to keep this for the fans and keep this true. Um, <laughs> absolute garbage. Yeah, Unbelievable. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, but I, I, not to continue on much longer because I know I've been long-winded tonight, uh, but I've been having a lot of fun reading in humans and getting to know those characters. I'm I'm really invested and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, man, dude, that's cool, dude. That's cool. That that in humans is one that you know I'm familiar with the characters, but definitely have not spent any significant uh, amount of time. Yeah, uh, researching, reading anything like that, you know, they've played such a huge part, uh, in agents of shield, uh, TV show. Obviously they had their own little, uh, foray into television and IMAC, IMAX theaters, not IMAC, IMAX theaters. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they were, they were a huge part of uh, secret empire as well too. Uh, for the, the that captain America story, they essentially yeah. had kind of taken the place of mutants. Yeah. But now that, you know, Disney owns Fox. Well, now mutants can be, you know, the hunted people now. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Inhumans after spending yeah. years building them up as the hunted and oppressed people of the Marvel universe. And so we'll see. But yeah, man, that's very cool, dude. Uh, kind of dipping in and um, revisiting some of that for, or not revisiting, but visiting it. For the first time. So interested to hear more about how that goes. All right, my friend, dude, we have gone super long. We've ranted. We've raved. We've gotten our blood pressure up, (laughs) but it's all good. It's all good. The sun will rise. We're going to try to be reasonable again next week. Who knows? That's right. The sun will rise. It'll be a new day. And (laughs) we'll buy your tickets early. Fleeting stuff that really has no bearing on our life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, because we have extra time on our hands. But we, prove we me it. wrong. Didn't, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Down now. Uh, definitely buy your tickets for this weekend. Uh, Black Panther is going to be a sold out hit, I'm sure. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a very popular movie. Um, and again, we're just super excited to see it. Well, obviously, that'll be more than likely. That's going to be our next show is, is a Black Panther recap. Correct. Um, yep. When we see you guys again, probably here in another uh, maybe a couple of weeks. But uh, we want to make sure everybody has a chance to see that movie before we spoil the mess out of it. Yes, there will be spoilers for the Black Panther. <laughs> 
always. Well, cool, guys. Well, I am Ryan. I am John. You've been listening to Reasonable Fanboys. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. <laughs>